The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. Yeah, good evening, everybody. We are on the line with... Okay, we are not on the line with Dr. Spamantla Zondi, so this is a good time for you just to give us a call on Johannesburg 714-2006. There's been just terrible disruptions all over the place, and I wouldn't be surprised if our guest, Dr. Zondi, is in any way hurt by these disruptions because he's supposed to be on the line as our guest anchor for this segment anyway on the hashtag weekend rep to those of you who do wish to share your thoughts on the family meeting and the adjustments to level two by the president last night please do so escom load shedding your experience there and some water outages as well to go with that particularly affected are the joburg north and central regions Pan-African Parliament, chaos happening there. The racism that is now affecting us again, only manifesting through Cornwall Hill College up the road in Centurion. Again, it's a hair-related story. Cycle just continues. Nothing changes. We're going to cry, and you watch two weeks from now. There won't even be anybody talking about Cornwall because that's the nature of these things. Zonda Commission, testimonies continue. Gigabo was on. Frankly, I'm also quite sick of this Gigabo story as if this is how a divorce ought to play out at the Commission of Inquiry into State Capture. We were dealing with serious state issues, and all one hears is how a bitter divorce between two people is turning out to be. Let's go to our first time caller in Kruenstad and Tate Mashi. I'm Chega Zomple. Good evening. Good evening, Songhezo. I will be very short. You know, the opening of the program today with that song, it hit hard in our hearts. I am 72 years old. FIC, you know, by that song, uh, which is specifically the, the land has been taken by the whites, you know, and uh, under this government of President Ramaphosa, we will never, ever, never, ever to get our land back. From the song, it is only what I wanted to say. That song, it was a nail in our heart. Our people are suffering. Song, I don't have much to say. Seventy-two years, it's tough. That song, I wake up in my 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 bed, sit down and listen to that song. Thank you, Sankhya. Thank you, Dad. Thank you so much, Babu Mashia, calling us for the first time this evening from Kronstadt. From Kronstadt, we go to KZN Anonymous. Good evening. Anonymous. Hello. Indeed. Good evening to you. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. I did, Mama. Uh, Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just want to talk about the Pan-African Congress. Pan-African uh, Parliament or Pan-African uh, Congress? Pan-African Parliament. Yes. Pan-African Parliament. You know, I was surprised to see that a woman is still in this age and time that we have men that are so wild and that c- can kick a woman in the chest, you know, in front of everyone else. You know, what, what sort of people do we have left in Parliament? What sort of people, what sort of males do we have? Do they have no respect in Parliament for females? Such a shame that we have this type of people until this, in this age and time. Thank you. Yeah, some, some questions have to be asked about the integrity of that entire house. That's something as violent as that could happen in the full glare of well i would say the south african public but it really is in front of the entire african public and by extension the world's public that 
despite whatever it was that was happening, and I still don't see any reason why a parliament should ever, irrespective of which parliament, should decay to that level. It's bound to get heated, of course. It's bound to be testy, naturally. But should it ever get to that point of degradation, a degradation that warrants, however so, a man to kick, much less kick a woman? How much you have felt being a, being a man watching that happen? Um, yeah, it, it is something that we have to think about seriously as a people, as a society, as to how we engage our anger. I mean, I can't find any justification whatsoever, more especially in as formal a setup as that. And I wouldn't want to be interpreted to say the less formal the setup, the more justified that sort of behavior would be. But precisely because it is a formal setup, it is bound to engage all formations, all schools of thought, all different descriptions are encouraged by way of thought and ideology on a platform as is Parliament. That, because of this robustness, if you will, should and did disintegrate to what we saw, to the extent it became violent, became violent, again, typically African men on an African woman. Yes, indeed, shameful behavior, one of our listeners is sending us as a message. But beyond that, then what? Beyond this public opprobrium that you and I will share in the next 90 minutes, what's going to happen? Are we actually really going to see a prosecution? All the evidence is there. I don't understand if anybody would ever plead not guilty to a charge of assault, as I understand Mamu Pemuma Jordina has filed with the South African Police Services, because that at all is not in keeping with robust engagement in a parliamentary house. Why? Because of a bloody election? Are, are, are elections so important? that one would have to lose life and limp just about if the evidence of that behavior is anything to go by. Who knows? Anyway, let's have a conversation about the family meeting. 11 to 4 a.m., not much of a difference from midnight to 4 a.m., I understand the times were. Alcohol is not affected. We've just been told to be a little more cautious, and of course those venues that make money out of people passing through them and the restrictions of no more than 250 at any given time at any venue or venues with lesser capacity, no more than 50% of that particular venue's capacity. Churches not exempt, even though churches are of the view that the type of behavior I read somewhere that the South African Council of Churches is advocating for is that typically the behavior you find in a church is not that typically that you find elsewhere when there are large crowds gathered. I don't want to talk about what they could potentially be speculating about, but that's the reality. How might you feel with you and your church and your religious events, if you like, that have to, as a result, be curtailed? Tell us about your experiences with ESCOM. I do understand that load, shed, load shedding, Schedule 2 or Level 2, is underway now, and certain parts of the country might be in the dock. We are taking calls on Johannesburg, 714-2006. Might I remind you, this is as good a time, please. I see a couple of voice notes that are already over the one-minute um, agreement that we have had since the inception of the show. Please, could we have voice notes? Yes, under a minute, please. No noise. Clean robust however you will but please keep it within the stipulated guidelines the number there is 0614 104 are there any calls goodness i've been talking for too long now dr zondi is on hold i understand dr zondi good evening uh good evening good evening to listeners how are you sir 
I am good, and how are you? Not too bad, thank you. Your thoughts? Not Family meeting, ESCOM, Pan-African Parliament, Zondo Commission, Cornwall, Hill College? <laughs> it's a wake-up. Um, a typical wake-up, South Africa, a combination of, of politics and uh, problems of governance, ESCOM, <laughs> um, a combination of things that tells us that we... Uh, we have a lot of challenges we need to deal with, but there's hope. And that is the hope that has kept us going, but it's the hope that has bought politicians time and enabled them uh, to keep uh, making the same mistakes all the time. But that hope keeps us alive and uh, keeps us excited as South Africans and helped us survive a terrible lockdown last year. It came out quite good in many cases and I saw positive messages. They still have to deal with a lockdown of poverty, a lockdown of, of, of corruption, a lockdown of state capture, uh, a lockdown of uh, malgovernance generally, crisis all over. But they still put up with it, and that's the beauty of South Africans themselves. Uh, very little should be said about it, their leaders, uh, because they have in many ways failed um, to deal with the most basic things, justice afternoon, uh, President Peggy was talking in the Eastern Cape to an ANC audience and reminding them that they knew what the problems were in 1996, and they, were, they eloquently expressed them from Mandela in uh, to as late as two years ago. Yet uh, the, the leadership has not been able to, uh, uh, to deal with this problem that it has known for over 24 years. Certainly, insofar as it relates to leadership, here's something which I think ought to be engaged, and I haven't heard it engaged as much. Beginning of April last year, Stella Ndabeni was suspended for two months, one of which her salary was docked for breaking level lockdown regulations by having lunch with friends. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. Minister Zulim Kiza is an embroiled in something far greater, far worse than that. Sure, I understand that the SIU is working on it, but the same thing happened to Bandile Masugu. Same thing happened to Kusela Digo. They were summarily suspended from their positions. They are still not back in their positions. Ustela had lunch, breaking a regulation in terms of social distancing more than anything else. Something happened to her. Something happened to all these persons. There's no dispute that these people who are associated with the Minister of Health, William Kiza, have received their tenders. I mean, their money and that tender that they received their money through was invalid and irregularly concluded. Why has nothing happened to him? I, I guess the, it's much easier to deal with uh, direct culpability where the minister himself is found to have violated the rule himself. Such as the Stella Dabini thing, it was pretty straightforward, the record, the quick stuff. It's much more difficult to deal with the one where it relates to political responsibility over corruption that might happen. It might link, link to you or might not be linked to you, which means at that point, what uh, the political principles tend to do is to wait for legal processes to point to a particular thing and, and recommend an action so that they deal with it on the basis that there is a paper trail we can use. Should you be accused of trying to play dirty games, 
should he be accused of trying to eliminate a, a, a contender for the position of the presidency of the NC <laughs> at the next uh, Congress? Uh, should he be accused of uh, acting in haste? I, I can understand uh, why uh, uh, president, the president has to act cautiously, uh, but it's not ideal. Uh, but yet he, he, he does need to act and act uh, on the basis of knowledge, not on the basis of allegations. Generally. But Kusela Digo is not in her job, not because she scored a tender but because somebody who did was closely aligned to her. I mean, yeah. don't we lose out even from an optics perspective in this entire saga? Yeah, but I think with the Kosilatigo, there was already a report from an investigation. I think it was an SIU report, was it not? That came later it in was, the day. <clears throat> that came later in the day. But yes. at any rate, here yes. we are in the middle of a pandemic. We know funds have been looted because the late Kimi Magwetu told us. Yes. Malulege has since told us as well. Tsagani Malulege, his successor as the AG. A lot, yeah. We are aware as South Africans that money is just going through the hands of those who are politically aligned. Of course, in some instances, it's not going to happen through the political figurehead oneself, obviously. That's true. That's true. That the money is being looted is no longer a question now. Everybody knows it is happening. True. Some have been slapped on wrists. Some have had their salaries docked for misbehaving, but not so much from a tender perspective. Are we not losing out optically? if this Zuelim Kiza matter is not attended to with a kind of agency, with a kind of opprobrium that follows the optics that would suggest the ANC is indeed serious about fighting corruption. They keep telling us that. I mean, Kumbuz and Chabini were saying that they are treating this with the seriousness with which it deserves. And then the next thing, the minister is still in his position, nothing happens, and it's business as usual. And the president in his address yesterday mentions nothing of it. Uh, some of us said this term uh, in, in 2017 that the new leadership's uh, promise of renewal and a new dawn may come back to haunt them because it sounds like promising a standard too high for our political system because then you will be held to that word and people are going to say where is renewal here? Where is a new direction? Where is a new a new dawn in this matter. I, I, I understand exactly what you are saying, that uh, uh, based on the new dawn idea, Kiza should have been asked uh, to recuse himself at least so that the investigation can continue, temporarily push aside or ask to go and leave. That would help in terms of the optics and in terms of consistency of the message so that it's not just a rhetoric. Precisely. It's a true message of commitment. Sure. But as I indicated, is there are also political dynamics that are very clear. Acting on Kusela Digo, who's just an official, uh, a staff member, it's not even a political principal, it's a staff member, it's much easier for politicians than to act against a political contender who ran for the presidency at the last election and who's now been touted as a potential candidate for the next election. So I think there, party politics comes to mind and says, no, maybe act cautiously on this one, let me wait until there is a a, a recommendation from an investigation body and then act on it, uh, perhaps this way President Peggy acted on Zuma, 
waited for some outcome and so that you hold that to it. Because if you don't have any specific outcome, hold on to it. You will, you will be open to possibilities that people will think that you are also playing a political game. A party political game, consolidating your power support within the, the ANC and, and stuff. So it's a very difficult and a very delicate balance because think about it. If well, he asks on him, if he asks on him, and the investigation completely clear him, he has a mud on his face. It's bad. It's gonna be bad. He would have been, he would have but we're fighting rash. corruption. We're fighting corruption. Zulim Kize cannot be the basis upon which we decide as a nation. He looks good, but the country suffers. He looks bad. The country continues. No, Zulim Kize cannot be the basis upon which we fight corruption and how we do so. That this matter is a party issue is precisely the point. It is an ANC issue that should be sorted out at an ANC level, if indeed it is that. But it cannot come at the expense of the state, which his continued stay in office and the deafening silence coming or not coming, either from the state or the party, and that figure still remains in office with all these allegations which are at yes. all not different to those faced by Ace Mahashule or many others who have since heeded to the step aside policy or rule or whatever it is and yes. those who have since had their jobs well they're not in their jobs I'm talking about yes. Bandile Masuku now although he was cleared by the Integrity Commission though the SIU yeah. has got a different perspective on that Kusela Digo same thing it was through her late husband not her but the point is the message as you correctly say has to be consistent and at yes. any rate if it is is an ANC issue. It cannot be conflated to become a state issue. The public a cannot be worse issue. for wear as a result yeah. of all of these things. Hold the yeah. thought otherwise, um, but, Dr. Zondi. Quickly, please yeah. hold the thought. I've got some callers coming through. Let's go to Michelle in Komeki after that in Gosenati in Durban and then William in Cape Town. 90 seconds each. The clock starts now. Michelle? Okay, I beg your pardon. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's not Michelle. It's Jigisa in Bloemfontein. I beg your pardon. Jigisa in Bloemfontein. Your 90 seconds starts now. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Well, sir, how's it? Thank you. I'm so sorry. I'll make it very much short. Listen, the song that you played there, the Kalela Israelite. Kalela Wani. You know, since they took my wife, my children, two daughters, in 2002, in 2017, the case was dismissed by the court after 15 years. But up until today, nobody, they refused to bring back my property, my belongings, and my wife and my kids. You're young, that song. I'm so sorry for it because we are still in darkness. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, Songhez. Thank, thank you, you. Oh. Thank you, sir, so much. I appreciate that nice, gentle touch. Michelle in Komiki, Cape Town, good evening. Hi, Songhezo. Um I just wanted to say the conversation, elevated, interesting, and I, I just wanted to say how much I enjoy listening to your program. And I'm from Cape Town. And instead of sucking the life out of you, I want you to know that there's support and there's love from Cape Town. Thank you Certainly so much. from me. I think I'm going to make a trip to Cape Town, frankly speaking, take a long <laughs> walk by the beach in Komichi and have tea with Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much mm-hmm. for the love. And I would imagine the compliment extended to me equally extends to the team who are not on LSFO and Phineas. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you. Michelle in Komichi coming through with some love. In Durban, Gosanati, good evening. 
Good evening, uh, Pungane, your team, Gubingarele uh, Rangnondaba. Um, look, with regard to Zuelinki's uh, uh, issues, uh, the president, I agree with the position he has taken, uh, particularly that of waiting for a, 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 an SIU report, because we must understand that he is also a president of the country. And if you look back, when if uh, when Mbeki fired President, uh, former President Zuma from 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 Parliament when he was his deputy, the guy went out and uh, he freely mobilised uh, people against uh, Mbeki's administration until he overthrew him. Though he was elected at the conference, but events leading to that, the, the, the things were were chaotic. So if uh, for instance, because there is a, a likelihood that uh, they might find the Umkiz, as, as the professor has just said, uh, innocent out of this, because at the moment there is nothing which ties, which directly ties up with him. But until the president received an authoritative uh, report from a credible uh, law enforcement uh, in, in investigation at the agency, uh, his his hand will be strengthened because. It's important to to look at the case and, and approach each and every case on its own merits rather than uh, using a blanket approach because that won't work. Like, for instance, Mahashule. Let's move on. 90 seconds. We mean it when we say that. William in Cape Town. Hello. Uh, good evening. I just want to speak fast now. No, I just want to ask a question that uh, the government says to us that this data and that data, this number and that number. But do we... Uh, we must ask ourselves, do we see people dying in our, in our, in our um, uh, places? And do we see that people are sick where we stay? So where do they get their data? Where do they get their, uh, their numbers? And another thing is the ANC is going to destroy this, is busy destroying this country. People must think and people must change their vote. And people must change the government because the ANC is destroying this country. If you go to any township, even colored and black the, um, um, township, there's no roads. There's, uh, even here in Cape Town, the station deck on Cape Town, it looks like a dump. Nyanga terminus look like a dump. Bichos Plain look like a dump. And I don't know if, if the, 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 the government, if people don't change their vote, the ANC is going to take us right down the drain. Thank you. Quick question, quick question before you leave, William. Are, are you suggesting that you are in denial of the realities of COVID when you ask government where do they get these numbers from? Yeah, because uh, the government, they, they create their own, they are actually creating their own waves. And everything that they say... So you I have not believe, been affected by COVID, I take I, it, because I, you wouldn't be believe. saying this if you had a family lastly, member. Lastly, if you give me a year, chance, you've had your 90 seconds. I'm just telling you right now. You are saying what you are saying because you have not been affected by COVID. No, there are man. many South the Africans who have... Now, they're tricking everybody, man. I don't believe anything and I won't obey this stuff because it's nonsense. It's a bunch of nonsense. I hope to see and you in jail scary, when that happens yeah. because that is quite irresponsible of you. 2038, let's move on. Let's go to Paul in Bulugwan. Good evening, Songeza. How are you? Well, how's oh. it? Yes, sir. Um, first time caller, and I just want to say, sir, that I only started listening to your show recently, and it's been nothing but marvelous. I gotta be fair. I gotta be fair on that. You've been marvelous, sir, and every time I listen to you, you're awesome. Now, you, I'll just make wow. it short, sir. I'll just make it short. Uh, I just want to say that I, f- I find it strange that when it comes to people like uh, Ace Makashule, 
or even uh, let's just say other ones, they, they, they talk about individual accountability. But when it comes to other people, they talk about collective uh, accountability. Like when I was listening to Cyril when he was on the Zona Commission, I thought it was really, 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 really didn't make sense. I mean, he must be, he must be individually accountable. And then I just want to say also, what I got from the lockdown uh, speech yesterday, actually, was just that this guy is avoiding the whole support for this week for NC, for Esma Khashule, and also for the NEC the NEC must step down uh, march. And it's not like I'm a, one of these supporters, because every single time we are against the narrative, they call us RET forces. And it's not about that. It's not conspiracies. It's just that we're seeing through, we can't accept the narrative anymore. Because every single time, it's always anti-black, anti-grouping of each other. And it's just sad. Well, time is up. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Paul and Bulugwana. Much appreciated. Your thoughts are equally noted. I saw the production team smile as you made entry with that. Before you respond, um, uh, Dr. Zondi, but the gentleman from Cape Town, William, I've got nothing against you expressing your views, whether you hate or like or whatever the ANC, your experience is your experience and it is most valid. What I do detest is the notion of your denialism and encouraging irresponsible behavior when it is a fact there's a global pandemic. Whether or not you agree or like the numbers that the government is putting out, well, those are the numbers, and a lot of them have to do with people who have since passed on. A lot of them have got to do with people in hospital right now. That is why the country is spending billions on billions on rands trying to buy vaccines. There can be no credible reason for you to deny the existence of COVID-19 and the effect it has had in the global economic space, social order, political order. The fact that we are in a lockdown means there is an existence of a pandemic. And I do not regret saying I do hope that for your irresponsible comment, you find yourself in jail to the extent that it can happen. It probably won't, but that's how I treat with disdain that comment. Dr. Zondi, close up, please. Your thoughts. Yes, um, I, I, take, uh, I take the view um, that there are people who would not trust government and no matter what. And, and that is one of the biggest uh, challenges of our democracy after 1994, is the erosion of trust in the institutions of state, in the persons that, uh, that, that, that run the state, and in the, the series of their decisions and their reasoning. It is healthy for people to be skeptical of those in authority. Mm-hmm because it enables them to take uh, critical positions. And that's very, very important. Even on this one, um, it, it, is, it is fair for people to think that oh, if it was somebody else, there might have been a quicker decision and all of that. But, but my view is uh, we have to compare the like and the like. Um, the, I haven't seen uh, President Ramaphosa act quicker than he, he has been not uh, not acting quicker quick on this one i think it's been very consistent he doesn't really act very quickly if you think about it carefully as president Ramaphosa, he doesn't really act very quickly he's a very process uh, guy he's a very systems person and indeed he's going to wait for the uh, investigations to find something as a basis for saying you violated this therefore you 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 are suspended but we don't want to also create a system where somebody has rumors against them and then you act um, against them because we do not know where, where that would take. It would sound good because it would look like we are acting and stuff. But when you give politicians that much power to act with, with courage, that might come back to haunt us. And, and the people in Tanzania 
will tell you about a Makafuli who, who came and acted with great courage and stuff, but he overstepped so much, Mark. He became a dictator in the process. So it, I err I, I on the size of process, though it means delay. Uh, as long as the decision will be taken, a firm decision will be taken, but it must be taken procedurally correctly so that there is no comeback on it, either legally or otherwise. And, and, that, and, that, is, and that is my view. And indeed, that is how we have handled the COVID-19 issue too. Handled it very carefully on the basis of evidence, on the basis of, of a risk-adjusted strategy, uh, on the basis of trends, as well as analysis that is there. That is how political leadership must take decisions. That's how our system must be used to do it. But perhaps that might mean, instead of imposing a lockdown two weeks ago or a week ago, that the lockdown was then imposed yesterday because the process required time. So we must take that element that there might be delaying the decision as long as procedurally the decisions are taken correct because we have seen on the continent those strong leaders who act very quickly who act very firmly and that has led to autocracy very well i do only wish to disagree and say anybody in cabinet serves at the leisure of the president the only procedure that they need to follow is the marching orders of the president and as much as they responded to the call of the president there's no legal or other procedure to be taken into consideration when the president decide which team he is going to serve the nation with nonetheless i do appreciate your comments dr spomandlazondi political scientist at the university of johannesburg